Oh, my God. Most overrated player I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I think the two of them are a disgrace. We'll all look at the agent now and say, as you said, ask Pogba, what does he think? Agents in this day and age, they're not just agents. They're a parent. They're the best friend. They're the financial advisor. They book holidays. They go away with each other. Those two will be like that. He'll be Pogba's best mate. So Pogba would be well aware of what was going to come out of his mouth. And if he wasn't, he should sack his agent. It's very, very simple. That's all that needs to happen. On this episode of PLNPJ's A Pogba Predicament and Turbulent Toffees. Welcome back to the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. That dress code being jammies. Jake, it's every week. I wear the same jammies every time. You should really wash those, dude. Well, but then how do I keep the tradition of the podcast jammies, you know? Sure, they may smell. (laughs) Sure, I I mean, I just sweat profusely because I get so nervous during these podcast recordings. But it's worth it. But it's worth it. To keep that going. It's worth it. And I keep this shirt on every single time. I also have that same shirt on every week. I know you do. And Jake, just like last week, we have matches to go over this week. What? Isn't it funny how it translates every week? No one told me about this. Well, not every week, to be fair, I guess. There are some international breaks. But this is one of those weeks where we do have Premier League games to talk about. And thank goodness. I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited about it. So, Jake, I'm going to dive into it. Please. Saturday, December 5th, Burnley won. Everton won in what your brother, as an Everton fan, described as a must-win game for Everton. Yeah. They did not win. No, and I I woke up for that one. That that was the early one. Oh, yikes. And, uh... They just didn't look like they were all there, and they didn't have that midfield presence, and just a bummer for them. I will say, Jake, I randomly woke up in the middle of the night for this one, at, or I guess it was kind of mid-morning. Morning, yeah. Yeah, but I woke up, and I tuned into it, and I saw Robbie Brady scored in the third minute. I thought, oh no. <laughs> this must-win game not panning out. I went back to sleep. I wake up. 1-1. Ended up being better than what could have happened. Sure. But still possibly a disappointing result for Everton. Oh, definitely. And we'll continue talking yeah, about that we'll later. But we'll, we'll go through the rest of the matches first. Exactly. The next game, Man City beat Fulham 2-0. I'm surprised it wasn't more. I am shocked it wasn't more. They only had five shots on target in the game. Yeah, and if you watched the first 30 minutes, you thought it was just going to be another 5-0. Uh, like Burnley the previous week. But mm-hmm. Fulham really held their own. you got to applaud did. them for that. Surprisingly, I think they were kind of maybe riding the high of their last game, mm-hmm. possibly. You know, I mean, beating Leicester probably left them on a good note. And having contend- a very contentious game against Everton the week before that, I feel like even though they lost to Everton, right. they were kind of in good form. And despite the loss and going down early, they still held out. They had confidence in themselves, I Yeah, thought. and after watching them against... Leicester, I mm-hmm. went into the next week thinking, oh, I'm going to pick them to t- 
higher win against whoever they're playing, and then I saw that they were playing Man City, and yeah. I was like, maybe not. Tough. Yeah, <laughs> tough. But after that, Jake, speaking of Manchester clubs, mm-hmm. Manchester United beat West Ham 3-1 in another away comeback after conceding five in a row for Manchester United. Really turned yeah. around at halftime. It's weird. It's like they added two players at the half. Huh. Huh. Phil Jones? Phil <laughs> I wish. They would have won 5 Oh, my God. There have been so many head tackles. Oh, my gosh. It would have been gorgeous. But yeah, they would have never scored. Right. West Ham. The fact that scored. they didn't start Bruno and Rashford was silly to me. Um, it was. Because if you... I mean, you, you kind of want to rest them for Champions League, but if you play them the first 45, you probably go up 3-0, and then you can rest them. Well, and even if not, maybe you go up 1-0 or 2-0, 2-1, whatever, sure. and then you take them off in the second. Yeah. Rather than making them put in all the work coming in. But whatever. They got the result. <laughs> they got the win. It worked out for them. After that, we had another 3-1 result. Chelsea beating Leeds in a renewed rivalry now that Leeds are back in the Premier League. Another technically comeback win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Bamford, our guy, our fantasy guy, did mm-hmm. come out with a goal early. But but at the end of the day, uh, Chelsea were too much. And, more importantly, Pulisic scored in his return. Which you love to see as an American. That is an important yeah. stat there. 100%. It might have not mattered at all because it was an extra time. Uh, added you time. know, whatever. But, uh, they all matter. They all count. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, but then, Jake, moving on to Sunday. Crystal Palace beating West Brom 5-1. That I did not see coming. It, I did not either. At least the extent of it. I mean, the red card in the 34th minute, Timotheus Pereira did not help. No. Certainly, I mean, 1-1 one, one at half, 5-1 <laughs> in the end. <laughs> Certainly surprising. Yeah, I, I did not wake up for that one. I did um, not either. But it was the first thing I saw when I opened my phone, and it was shocking. Yeah, but good for Palace. Yeah, That's a big Palace. result for them against mm-hmm. a relegation quality at this point team. Sure. And that was Zaha's first game back? Yes. From injury? Or mm-hmm. a COVID list. Mm-hmm. And speaking of relegation-threatened teams, yep. Jake, Leicester scraped by a 90th-minute winner against bottom Sheffield United. Sheffield almost got their yeah. second point of the season, if not for my player to watch Jamie Vardy coming through at the end. How dare you pick him and ruin Sheffield's day? It's my fault. Mm-hmm. It, it is really my fault. is. That's uh, the only reason he scored. Yeah, but but they but he did, and it was a Leicester victory. After that, a big North London derby result for the Spurs, two 0 over Arsenal. Frankly, a very lackluster <laughs> Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, they had the most crosses of any team in any game this year in the Premier League. Thank God they have a huge aerial target, right, like but... Olivier Giroud still up top to, to aim for. But they never really looked like scoring, no. and um, although Spurs only looked like scoring twice, they did score twice, and right. that was enough. Yeah, absolutely. I w- Arsenal dominated possession that game at oh the my, end, yeah. because at the end of the day, it's a Jose Mourinho team in a big game, but his tactics, when they work, you can't complain about them. No, you I mean... absolutely can't. It worked against Man City. It worked for the most part against Chelsea. And yeah. It worked again against Arsenal. So, mm-hmm. uh, at the time being, there can be no complaints. Yes. Man gets points. After that, Liverpool 4-0 over Wolves. Surprising result. No Raul Jimenez. Sure. Sure. I'm not sure how much of a difference that would have ended up making based on how well Liverpool did. Yeah, and from the beginning, I didn't really see it coming. But once they scored that first goal off of a Connor Cody error, um, it kind of opened the floodgates. Sure. And they didn't really look back after that. Um, but yeah, it 
Wolves didn't really play them tough after the first opening 30, but, you know, it's Liverpool. They're dangerous. They are coached well, and they're always potent. So mm-hmm. And capped off by a tomato own goal at the end, yeah. you know, which, which doesn't help. But then in our last game of the weekend, because obviously we're missing one of the Newcastle Villa game because of COVID, but in our final game of the week, Southampton beat Brighton 2-1. Again, a, a late penalty for Danny Ings, mm-hmm. 81st minute, but Southampton did get the result. Yeah, and I think they deserved the win, although the penalty was somewhat controversial. Sure. Uh, the foul was not on. Not for the first time in the Premier No, League. not at all. <laughs> the penalty, or the foul was on the edge of the box, and after VAR looked at it, ruled that it was inside the box or on the line, which is technically in the box. Yeah. Um, I think they played better than. Brighton, and although Brighton had a, their fair share of chances, I think Southampton looked like scoring. Yeah. They more. deserve the three points, right. I thought. Yeah. Um, and Jake, now that that's out of the way, we can get into the most disappointing portion of our show today. We were under average in fantasy. What? We got 61 points. The average that's, was 62. Uh, I was going to say, that sounds good. Yeah. The highest was 132 points. Who do you triple captain? Triple captain on Raheem Sterling. Smart. Also had Kane and Son and Zaha. Zuma, Ruben Diaz. Had a lot of points. We, however, mm-hmm. only got six points from Bruno Fernandez, so. but we got 13 from Son, 12 from Kane. Our captain, Calvert-Lewin, only got 12, even with the goal, which was a bummer. Bamford with eight. <sighs> It was really, we were let down by our defense this week. We only got a total of six points out of four defenders that we put in the team, and we left wow. Reese James on the bench, who had five points. So had we played Reese James... We would have been above average. We would have got it, yeah. yeah. Which we, so, tri- we tried to. We didn't realize that it locks like, yeah. at the beginning. Oh, yeah. No, we definitely tried to change it at the end, yeah. uh, off-air, obviously, since, since it was... But, you know, to be only one point off of average... Still below, not terrible, though. It's not like we were sitting down with 40 points. No. Like um, and it really, it's just our defense let us mm-hmm. down this week, and it's been our backbone for most weeks. I know, I know. But you know Changes? what didn't let us or... down this week, Jake? Smile Mask. Smile Mask, never. They never let you down. Jake, would you mind giving us a recap of what Smile Mask is? Well, it's a homegrown, homegrown company here okay. in the United States. Uh, they make masks with a clear front. That sounds nice. Yeah. So I feel you, like I could see my smile ex- if I had that. That is one of the perks. The other perk is that those that have um, hearing impairedness, if sure. that is a word, yeah, um, they use the reading of lips so they can understand what people are saying. And with masks that cover your mouth, it's impossible. And so the deaf can't really understand at all. Um, so it's a great company, great cause, and... Everyone should go buy one. Follow them on Instagram. Uh, go to the website. At Smile Mask USA. Yep. At Smile yeah. Mask USA. And new model on the page as well. There's a new really? one. Really? Yeah. I, I have to check that out. Yeah. No, you got to go look. They have some great looking models. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They for look sure. genuinely just nice people. Yeah, yeah. But with also great smiles. Great but smiles. But anyway, you know who else is going to be smiling, Jake? Is this team of the week. The players that made it into our list will be smiling. The entire team smiles. The entire team smiles. Oh my goodness. Jake, I usually start with the defense this week. Yeah. I might let you take it. Sure. I will definitely go with the I defense. I hate to put you on the spot. No, I, I love it. And I want to point out, we have a new format on our team of the week list so that no we don't more. have the confusion that we had last week. Yeah, that was a mess and we learned from it. And yeah. we're never going to have And now we're better. Now we're better. Yeah. So Brent, our goalkeeper sure. from Liverpool, 
Yes. How old is he? I don't know. Young, I think. Young, yeah. No, he's a he's like a recently promoted goalkeeper. Yeah, and you love to see it. Keller. Yeah. And uh, he had the clean sheet. He did, and it's well, and it's his first Premier League start. So sure. he got a clean sheet in his first Champions League start last week. Mm-hmm. Then got a first clean sheet in the in the Premier League, and while Wolves didn't offer a ton going forward, he did have a little bit to do, and it's just more the youth player coming forward, the occasion. Right, and, he deserves it, and he stepped up and mm-hmm. he made the few saves he had to, um, but he was there and he looked confident and yep. uh, maybe a better second goalkeeper than uh, Adrian. But I would say definitely at yeah. this point, seeing as Adrian didn't get chosen. <laughs> I would assume Keller is... Better. Yeah, tough look. Uh, but yeah, moving on to our defense. We have Reese James, hashtag sad we didn't start him. Uh, hashtag it. Yeah. yeah. Get it trending. <laughs> with, with an assist. And overall, great game. And uh, again, super sad we didn't have him in our lineup. I know. Um, moving on, we have Vestergaard from Southampton. A mainstay in our team of the week. He's, I think it was like our, his third yeah, appearance. I oh my so. goodness. Um, he had that goal, obviously, and uh, five clearances, and looked very sturdy there in the back for mm-hmm. Southampton. There, there was a time, I will say, that he took the ball up through the middle, and uh, it got taken away, but he was the farthest man forward for Southampton. Would you love to see and that? An awesome. attacking <laughs> center back. Yeah. Um, and finally, we only have a back three this week, mm-hmm. um, is Matip from Liverpool, who... Also had that clean sheet and then a goal. And we do love defenders with yeah, goals. Yeah, we, we do. Um, it's a it's an easy way to make it into the mm-hmm. team of the week. Um, I will say Fabinho had a good. He did. He game did great well. against Adama Traore as well. Really great did one v one defending. Um, but when we had to pick between the two, mm-hmm. just the fact that Metip scored right. um, really boosted him above Fabinho. But yeah, that rounds out our defense, Brent. How about our midfield? Jake, our midfield. And this is such an easy format to follow now. I'm so glad we changed this. We have four midfielders. Starting with Hoybier from Tottenham, who had two interceptions, eight clearances, and a commanding, what I thought, commanding victory for Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Frank, we thought. This is our combined team of the week, it to is. be fair. So we thought he was just had a very commanding performance in the central of the park for Tottenham against Arsenal. After that, we had a player from my team, Bruno Fernandez, one assist, and eight key passes, the most so far this season, in 45 minutes. I know, and only the second half. That's insane to Yeah, me. wild. Absolutely wild. And the assist was pretty generous, given how great Pogba's goal was mm-hmm. from long range. Didn't necessarily see it coming, but regardless, the eight key passes on sure. his own probably would have been enough. Hey, ima- imagine if he started. Oh, that would be crazy. Crazy. Wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, after that, we had Kevin De Bruyne from across the Manchester City. Uh, get it? No, I got you. It's a a little bit of a pun for you, but he had a goal and an assist. The goal was a penalty, but he did recently miss a penalty against Liverpool, so it does happen. He scored this one and he got an assist. Exactly. And then after that, we had Heung-Min Son from Tottenham. One goal, one assist, and just looked like a dangerous spark for Tottenham. We watched that game together, too, which was a blast. And that goal was a screamer. Oh my gosh, it was gorgeous. Harry Kane got a generous assist out of that one as well. Which is why he didn't make it to the right. team of the week. Oh, but wait, if he didn't, who did up top, Jake? Brent, that's a great question. We have three up top, and we have two Crystal Palace players. You're kidding. I am not. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> we have Wilf Zaha up at the top with two goals. Yes. And 
surprisingly enough, Benteke, who's also a forward on our team of the week, also had two goals, but four key passes, Brent. Benteke. Unbelievable. I remember saying to you during the game, oh, I wish somebody had done better yeah. so that we it would be easier for us to choose between team of the week. We put them both in, but those four key passes from oh my your center, center forward, unbelievable. Good for him. And I want to just apologize to him because previously this year, when he's come on as a sub, I've criticized him and thought that he's somewhat washed up as a, as a player. Sure. But he proved me wrong this week, and uh, you love to see it, Brent. Mm-hmm. You really do. Um, so that's our... Two in the top, and finally we have Mo Salah from Liverpool with a goal and an assist. Um, I mean, not surprising to find him on our team. He's a great player and hasn't had the spectacular start to the season as we've seen in seasons past, but great performance this past week and very deserved on this list. Jake, and arguably we snubbed a player. Ooh. Paul Pogba who is the subject of debate this week, some speculation. And Jake, I have a quote for you here from Mino Raiola, his agent. That's And I'm going to read it for you sure. and for everybody else. There's no use ignoring it. It's better to speak honestly, look to the future, and not waste time trying to blame people. Paul is unhappy at Manchester United. He can no longer express himself as he wants to or in the way that's expected of him. He needs to change team. He needs a change of scene. He has a contract that expires in a year and a half's time in the summer of 2022, but I think it's the best solution would be for him to leave in the next transfer window. Oh my. And a quote from Tuto Sports interview, which apparently happened a while ago, but they decided to release the night before Manchester United's big Champions League game against Leipzig, where he was allegedly in contention to start. And Jake... I guess the question is, this Pogba predicament, when he's on and he's doing well, he's one of the better players in the Premier League, just based on his talent level alone. Uh, you know, Manchester United fans, some would argue that Pogba's talent is one of the best on the team, better sure. than Bruno Fernandes, just based on talent alone, not necessarily numbers or all that, but what he can offer the team. However, with this bit of information, should they still play him? Brent. I'm going to go off of a quote from one of my favorite players outside the Premier League. Okay. Antoine Griezmann. Wayne Gretzky. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So close. (laughs) Antoine Griezmann was quoted saying that Paul Pogba is the most underrated player in the world. Okay. And I haven't seen that, but I think I believe him. Well, you I, love Antoine Griezmann, so is that I, why you believe... Are you biased? <laughs> I might be biased. And obviously, I'm not a Manchester United fan, and sure. I haven't gone through that frustration that you have, but I think they should continue to give him a chance, and I think if he stays in a consistent system with a consistent formation, mm-hmm. that he will grow in that role, which he doesn't need to grow a lot as a player. I think he's a great player. Well, he's pretty tall. Sure. Too, you know, he is pretty tall. He doesn't, he doesn't actually need to, need to grow. Yeah. But I think he needs to grow in that system in Manchester United. And I just don't think he's been given that full opportunity, especially this year and last year. Mm-hmm. And I think if he gets consistent play time in that midfield role, he'll show that he's still one of the best midfielders in the world. So, Jake, I've, I've definitely thought about your perspective sure. before. I've thought that along the same lines, but... Once that quote came out, I had to reflect a little bit and think, he played in Jose Mourinho's system, 
He's played an Ollie system mm-hmm. in multiple positions, which is a fault of Ollie's that he's changed the formation and style over and over. Not a consistent 11, all that, whatever. Pogba's had chances with a world-class manager and Jose Mourinho in his system, and Jose Mourinho called him a cancer to the team. Oh my goodness. He's now had chances with Ole, where when Ole first came in, he looked dynamite. He was great in the number 10 role, essentially is what he was playing, and doing well. He then started performing poorly. Bruno came in and has taken his place. He's now moved back to a number 8 role, a box-to-box midfielder. So my opinion is he's kind of already had his chance. He's had his chance with two managers, and it still hasn't worked out. And I don't necessarily think it's because he's a bad player. I just don't think he his play style is suited to the Premier League. Okay. I think part of the reason he was so good in Italy was because they play a more patient passing game. He has time on the ball. He can look around. He had other great players around him, whereas when you look at Manchester United in the Premier League, it's a very fast-paced league. It's a very physical league. You see him all the time try to dribble out of his own half and get dispossessed because he's not paying attention because there's a player already on him when mm-hmm. maybe in Italy as they play a little bit slower, and it's by no means a knock against the Serie A or playing in Italy because it's just their play style. Every country is different. But I think it could, it's more conducive to other leagues and to international football where it's a little bit more patient, not quite so pressing, you know, outside of the World Cup. But uh, So my opinion is no, he shouldn't still play. If I, if I had it my way, he would be dropped to the reserves. Okay. Uh, only because he has had an opportunity to come out and kind of refute the point it's been a couple days he could have came out and said you know that's not true he could fire his agent but at the end of the day the agent represents the player clearly there must be some truth behind this and if he doesn't want to play for the team i don't want him in the team i don't want players that don't want to play for manchester united however i think ole will continue to because he's so desperate to keep his job and pogba is so good on his day mm-hmm. that you have to risk playing him making the fans upset on the off chance that he can pull out a great strike like he did against West Ham or a pivotal moment where he can be poor for a lot of the first half. Right. Still pull out a moment of magic that helps Ole keep his job. So I don't think Ole can afford to drop him, but I think most fans will want to drop him. And uh, I had a point on here. What does it say about United if he keeps continuing to play? Purely because I think it's a small club mentality if you let him keep playing. That the player who has come out and spoken against the club, saying he wants to leave, and it's not because a contract is sure. firing and he's letting it run out, a requested transfer, and you continue to play him. And every game, that kind of says player over club, manager over club, which is not what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been trying to promote in the right. Manchester United team. So does that make the player bigger than the club in yes. that sense? Okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's gotcha. kind of what I'm getting at. Is... So Brent, do you think he's gone in January? I don't. I think we've been through the same cycle before with Paul Pogba where everybody gets riled up. The same thing happened a few years ago. The next game he went out and bossed against Man City. Right. You know, Today, we're recording on a Tuesday after the Champions League. While United dropped out, Pogba still scored in this game as a you know coming on as a substitute. He tends to perform when these things are going, which partially makes me think maybe it's kind of staged or something <laughs> that... that Okay. Every time they've needed a big performance out of him, there seems to be some kind of drama. I don't think it actually is the case. I've no. just been trying to rationalize it in my head. But either way, uh, you know, I, I, as much as I enjoy Paul Pogba, I think he could be one of the best players in the world if he goes somewhere else. I want him to be that level for Manchester United. But given that this comment has come out, the statement has come out, 
and he hasn't refuted it or said this isn't true or you know even fired Raiola, I think he needs to be dropped and and shouldn't play for the team again because Ole's not in a position where he can afford to have players that don't want to give effort to right. to to play for the team. I get that. So you believe it's more his problem than having a bad agent? Well, I don't agree with Mino Raiola at all, and Speaking I'm tired about, of his tactics. Right. I think, and as my friend Jack pointed out, he's kind of responsible for the way the transfer market is and these wild fees. Okay. Because he's taking 40% agent fees oh on transfers, goodness. which is outrageous. So you look at somebody like Erling Holland, who has chosen him as a manager, or as, as an agent, you know, it's hard for him to move anywhere. Because you have to deal with then a 40% agent fee on top of the transfer fee. And it's just outrageous. And he he's done this for a long time, finding talented young players, picking them up, and then adding these fees and whatnot, and causing drama for the teams. But it just seems to be a persistent issue with United that you know he's kind of circling around and, and toying with them. And at the point that Jesse Lingard hires him and fires him within a year as his agent yeah. this year, I would say Yikes. that's maybe a sign that, that he needs luck. to go. Yeah. yeah. So, but but that is what it is. Yep. I digress. We move on. We'll see what ends up happening. One last thing I will say. say some little funny tidbit. Ha. Huh? Ha. Ha. <laughs> uh, he messaged me about him, and I believe this was an autocorrect. Uh, what what is his name? Mino Raiola. Well, it autocorrected to Mini Railway. <laughs> oh, that's a blast! Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious, and I was like, Mini Railway. Uh, I read your message like three times. Like, what is he talking about? And then it was accompanied by a picture of the quote, and then it said the name. So yeah, so just end all light. Clearly, note. I was so heated yeah. about it that you I just kept blasting railway, texts out yeah. and didn't even notice. But. And I sent you back the text "mini railway," and you didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. So well, Jake, there is often a snack that's given on railways, and it's toffee. Oh it's goodness. something that you can select from the tr- anything from the trolley, dear. <laughs> We'll have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but toffee, Jake. What a transition. Oh that my transitions goodness. into a Premier League team. But that train is shaky, so it's a little turbulent oh, toffee. Okay. Um, I, love, I love my toffee mixed, you <laughs> know, spiraled up. So we're talking about Everton, nicknamed oh, the Toffees. Gotcha. Um, helped but, with the alliteration this week. It does. <laughs> But yeah, uh, we mentioned them, what, second episode of this podcast? We did, yeah. Um, Electric Everton. Second week of the season or third week of the season? It was third because we started started, after the first match week. So we were talking about how great of a start they had and maybe a little unexpected and if they could continue it. And here we are and what, match week 11? Yep. Just came to an end? Well, 10, or yes, 11 came to an end. We're on to 12. Yep. Um... And they're not <laughs> not doing great, Brent. Um, They've had a tough run. Right, and they're, they're kind of back to where we thought they might be. And how do we explain this up and down in their form? I have no clue. No clue. I have zero clue. I had a lot of faith in Ancelotti. Look, sure. I, I didn't pick Everton to be a top four team in, in the pick at the start. No. Could possibly be just new players coming in. Right playing so much but they should be a really classy team they should be very good they have quality players and they started off so well and they were so emphatic in attack and they were not great in defense but Mm -hmm. Allen was shoring up the midfield Decore I don't know where that's all gone I really don't 
Right, and I think it is all centered around that midfield play. Sure. Uh, you saw in the first three games, Tukore and Allen really held up the backside of that midfield oh, with yeah. James Rodriguez playing a very creative, almost number 10 role there. And DCL was reaping the benefits. Uh, added on with Luca Digne on that left-hand side, putting those crosses and those free kick del- deliveries. One thing I will say is Luca Digne is out. Doesn't help. That could be a problem that they're facing. Um, more recently, Delph looked like he pulled up with some sort of hamstring injury sure. this past game. So they're a little short on first-choice wing backs. I know Delph can play in the mid as well if he needs to. Um, but it's not helping. They don't get that delivery inside for Dominic Calvert-Lewin as they were in the first couple games, which is when we called them electric because they truly were. They were. They were 4-0. and They, I mean, no, they, they were, were unbelievable. And uh, it is partially those wingbacks not being in form and also sure. not being healthy. But I think we can point at the midfield as being that big problem. Right. And obviously with Charleston was out with that red card. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't looked the same, really, since he's been back. But I think, at least in my opinion, you you point at the midfield and say they need to be creating those chances, at least bring it back, or bring it from the back up to James, who can then disperse out to the wings or to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And they're just not doing that, and they can't create those goals, if not. Well, what I will also say is, I think it's also partially a James problem. Since he got hurt and went out, that's kind of when the dip in form started. Right. And it's con- continued since. But what I will say is part of Hamas's role, at least from the games that I've watched and understanding the system watching it, mm-hmm. is when Everton are in possession, Ducore moves out to the right wing, right side, right forward role. Mm-hmm. And Hamas takes the ball and likes to cut inward. There's a point early on in the season, I believe within the first four or five games, where Hamas had the most cross field passes. In the Premier League. So he always had a switch on as he cut in from the right wing on his left foot across to Digne, who could then put in a good service to Calvert-Lewin, where you had Decore, you had Richarlison in the box, you maybe had somebody else following up. I think when James went out, they lost that. Sure. Very considerably. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, it hasn't worked as well since he's came back. Whether it's because now that there have been a few samples, you know, of games that the teams can watch and, and adjust their formation and their play style against, I don't know, but I will say I think it's also a Hamas problem. Is they kind of were so, or not even kind, of, they were so reliant on him at the start, whether or not he was getting assists or goals to be that influencer going forward and in yeah. the midfield. They need him to recover that form if they're going to proceed and be a top four contender at this point. We're not even talking about the title anymore. It's past early days. In early days, they were you know, <laughs> title contenders. Now we're looking at a top four, top six. They're in ninth place currently. Where Charleston only has a one goal on the season. It was a penalty. They're tough. But Jake, their next five games are tough. They, they truly are, Brent. Chelsea at home. Leicester away. Arsenal at home. Sheffield away, Manchester uh, City home. That's tough. Four or five tough, tough games. Yeah. They get a little let off with Sheffield. Sure. 
Um, but I mean, <laughs> but to be fair, that's also four weeks away. For all we know, I don't expect it. For all we know, <laughs> Sheffield has a huge uptick in form over the next, you know, three weeks. Right, and I don't see where they're gonna get points here, Brent. Um, one thing that I didn't mention in the talks about their ups and downs is their defense. Yeah, which struggled. I, I, I don't want to put it all on the midfield, which I was uh, kind of doing, but their defense has been so. Poor. I believe it's the last 10 games. They have not kept a clean sheet. And sure, you can put that on a little bit of Pickford's mistakes and not covering those outside-the-box shots. But at some point, you got to look at the defense. Right. Mina has not played well at all this season, I would say. Mm-mm. And Keane just can't do it all back there. He needs a supporting back. And right. I think that, that in the next five games, maybe not against Sheffield, obviously anything could happen. But I think you're going to see them concede one or two in each game, and I don't think they're going to get many points. No, and I will say, part of the reason I picked Jordan Pickford as my clean sheet leader at the start of the season before everything happened was, in my mind, I thought, Yerry Mina, a very athletic, solid defender. Mm-hmm. You have Michael Keane, who's a solid Premier League defender. You have uh, Digne, you know, not a great defender, great going forward, but then you have Seamus Coleman as a solid defender, and you get Allen and Decore as a screen against... But and in my mind, I thought as a back six, yeah, that's an incredible screen. That's that's a fantastically defensive oriented back six essentially, mm-hmm. and it just hasn't panned out that way. Jake, I think because you were talking about those six games, and that dog is really loud. Do you hear that? I, I do hear. Yeah, I hope, I hope, that our I hope audience can't, can't yeah. hear. Um, over the next six games or five games, I haven't. At best, like we did for Arsenal last week, projecting points, best sure. case scenario. I only have them getting seven points from the next five. A draw against Leicester away, yeah. a win against Arsenal, and a win against Sheffield. That Those are the only places I see them picking up points. I don't see them picking up points against Man City or Chelsea, despite them being sure. at Goodison. I would even say five would be probable, probable yeah. as well, um, with that Arsenal win being a draw. Um, so you go, loss... Draw, draw, win, loss. The that only reason best. I had it as a win sure. was because Arsenal are in it's such poor form. That is true. Um, yeah, I, I could definitely see Look, that. I'm just saying best case scenario. Sure, sure. Right? Like, that would be best happen. case that scenario. That would be best. Yeah, I, w- I would say a likely scenario would be five points of those five games. Sure, sure, and I, I would agree with that. But, Which is... Um, not a good return. It's tough for a team that was considered a Premier League contender at the start of the season, but now sits in ninth. Right. You know, that's that's unfortunate. Uh, you know, you hope Richarlison takes up. You hope Dominic Calvert-Lewin keeps playing the way that he has, and that maybe James Rodriguez pulls it back together. But Jake, speaking of their upcoming fixtures, we have some upcoming Premier League fixtures in match week 12. We do? I think so, right? Wait, is this... My job? Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this is my job. It's my. I'm excited for you. It's my favorite part of the week, is getting to read the next fixtures. Really? And the weekend starts early again, on Friday. Woo! Which last week we missed out on. We did. Because of the COVID uh, positive tests. Uh, but now we have Leeds versus West Ham at... 3 p.m. Eastern. Jake, kind of, and I've said this before, a spicy matchup. You know? I love that term, spicy. Um, 
I'm going to go for a draw in this game. Leeds at home. Really? Yeah. Okay. I I definitely see that as a possibility. I, I'm kind of rolling on this Leeds train. I think they're a really Ooh. good team. Okay. I know they're newly relegated. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, promoted. Uh, I know what you meant. Thanks. But I think that they're a really good team. And I think they could have done a little better against Chelsea after they went up. But I think West Ham aren't even close to where Chelsea are. So I think they're going to perform a lot better against West Ham. Jake, and I will say on a stats note, you are picking the favorable matchup. I know Leeds haven't been in the Premier League since 2004. West Ham has not beaten Leeds in the Premier League since 2000. Oh my goodness. You beat them 1-0. After that, 2-0 Leeds, draw, 3-0 Leeds, 4-3 Leeds, and 1-0 Leeds. The last time they played. So you're picking the popular pick based on stats, for sure. And you're the stat man. You're the I I enjoy these stats coming up, for sure. I enjoy hearing them from you, but I didn't even think about that. So, um... I guess I'm glad that history is on my side. Yeah. Well, you're the history guy. <laughs> I am the history guy. But moving on to Saturday, December 12th. We have the early morning game, 7.30 a.m. Eastern. Wolves, Aston Villa, Brent. I always think of Molyneux as a tough place to go to. Mm-hmm. No fans, obviously, kind of changes that. But, Jake, I'm kind of feeling a Wolves victory in this game. You are. I am. Okay. I will say Villa coming off in their last five games, only three points. Against Wolves? Or no, just in total. General? In general. Only yeah, three that points is true. Last Villa are games. in not great form yeah. compared They're to They're in maybe early. the form that people expected them to be in. Sure. And I will say last season, Wolves swept this fixture. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with a draw. I was going to say, I feel like maybe you were going to pick a Villa win, and then once we kind of started talking about it, you changed to a draw. Yeah, I I do like that Villa had that extra week of rest, but I don't know, maybe Wolves come with a chip on their shoulder from the game against Liverpool. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to go with a draw. All right. But yeah, moving on, at 10 a.m. Eastern time, Newcastle, West Brom, another team that's coming off of a week off. Yeah, uh, I'm going to pick Newcastle in this game, Jake. Just straight up. Uh, in fact, I expect maybe Callum Wilson to get a goal in this game. I, Not my player to watch, no. but that's what I expect. Maybe a 2-1, sure. 2-0 win for Newcastle. And I don't disagree. I'm also going to go with Newcastle in this okay. one. Okay. Um, not that it matters too much, but no Pereira in this game Yep. for West Brom. And then uh, the game of the week, I believe. Yeah. I, I can't the Manchester believe. Derby. I can't imagine it's anything else. Manchester United versus City, and that one is at noon 30 nice. Eastern time. And Brent, it's at Old Trafford. What do you think? And because it's at Old Trafford and United suck at Old Trafford. Sure. And because I expect Ole to change the system and formation once again, Manchester City will win this game. Okay. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. Oh, you provided your own <laughs> soundboard this time. Wow. And I got tired of making you do it for me, even though I do love hearing it. And I well, you hear it eventually. I cannot wait know? to hear it yeah. tonight. Um, I think United, although coming off a bad loss today, are gonna come back and stand their ground at home and beat City and save Oli from getting sacked. 
All right. They tend to respond, right? When when all sure. it needs a result, they tend to get one. The only reason I pick City, one, is because United have been so bad at home True. this season. They have. Uh, outside of the Leipzig victory, right? Um, uh, but other than that, this matchup tends to go back and forth between who wins and who doesn't. Um, at least as of late, since Pep Guardiola came to the scene, it's, you know, City win, United win. It's then City win, then, well, City won again in 2019, but then United win, <laughs> and then United win again. Okay. So back-to-back wins, flip-flopping, because United won the last matchup, I'm going with a City win. That's fair. Right? And, and given the fact that United are having just drama up the wazoo sure. right now, and they're playing at home. And Brent, I wouldn't normally bet, or at least make my pick on United for this game. He's a smart man. <laughs> but I needed a surprise pick, and just looking at the board, I felt like this is the most likely one, All and right. uh, here we are. Hey, have to respect that. And uh, finishing off the Saturday fixtures, we have Everton-Chelsea, that is at 3 Eastern, and that is at Everton. Yeah, it's in Goodison. Goodison Park. I'm going to pick Chelsea in this game. Really? My Premier League winners... Everton in bad form. Frankly, when I projected their points from the next five, I even scheduled a loss for the Chelsea game. That's fair. Every bone in my body says to pick Chelsea. Every single one. Every single one. But Brent, I'm going to go with a draw. Wow. Yep. Even was that an on-the-fly pick? It was. It sure was. Wow, good for you. And... I'm sure 30 minutes into that game, I'm not going to be happy oh, with that yeah. pick. But here we are. And uh, we're going to hope for the best. All right. <laughs> but moving on to Sunday, December 13th, the early morning game. Southampton, Sheffield United, 7 a.m. Eastern. Southampton. They win. I just I have no confidence in Sheffield. Nope. And that's yeah. something against them. You know, great guys. Great people. I have no confidence in them. Yeah, great guys. Huge smiles. Yes, and personalities. <laughs> um, Brent, I also agree with you. Right. I know Sheffield have... I mean, they don't have to, but they're going to get a win sometime. The thing is for... not this week. I hate to say it, but for the rest of the matchups this week, I feel very straightforward about them, <laughs> you know? I... I'm glad you feel that way. Yeah. Because I don't feel terribly straightforward about this next pick. Okay. Um, which is the Tottenham Crystal Palace game at Palace. Um, that's at 9.15 Eastern. And yeah, I just... I don't know. I don't feel terribly confident in my Tottenham. But what do you think? Jake, here's a stat for you. These two teams have not played since July 26, 2020. Get it? Because it's this year. They've played recently. Usually I come in with these facts about how they haven't played for so long, whatever. They've played recently. Tottenham won. They drew. Or they drew, but then they won the two times before that. Sure. And on a real stat note, Crystal Palace have only won this fixture three times in the Premier League. Tottenham win. Okay. Yeah, and obviously Crystal Palace came off that 5-1. I think it was a flattering 5-1, especially given a first half red card. For West Brom. Sure. Uh, I don't know. 
I'm always scared when I go against Palace, especially at Palace. Well, maybe you'd know. Selhurst is tough. It can be. Yeah. Um, mm, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to go Tottenham win. All right. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the end of it, Brent. All right. Moving on, we have Fulham Liverpool. That's in London. And that's at 11.30 Eastern time. It is. And I'm going to pick a, a Liverpool victory in this game. I'm in also going to pick that. Um, I think it might be similar to how they played against City. They're going to hold their own in the second half, but I think they're going to give up some goals. Yep. That's the end of it. It's barely even the start of it. We're barely. over it. Yeah. Uh, Brent, next we have at 2.15 Eastern time, <sighs> I can hear you getting ready, Arsenal Burnley. What does that mean? We got a surprise pick, Jake. Oh my. Not only am I going to pick Burnley in this game, sure. I'm not even going to risk it by saying a draw. I'm not, I'm going to play the neutral. I'm wow. going to say a Burnley win over Arsenal at the Etienne. That is shocking. Bold. Yeah. And I applaud you for it. Thank you. Um, I do not think that's going to happen. Fortune favors the bold. Isn't that what they say? That is a saying. I don't know <laughs> who says it, but, but they say it, it is a saying. Arsenal definitely doesn't say it based on the pick I just made. No. And... Uh, it is actually the Emirates, but I'm what glad that you You said Etihad. Oh. Whoops. Which is cities. Yes, it is. Um, I think Arsenal bounce back, play well, maybe okay. 2-0 victory over Burnley. Jake, it wouldn't be a PL and PJ's podcast if I didn't have some kind of after-drinking slip-up. Sure. And you know, in a word, in a phrase, in something. And I wouldn't expect anything less. Good. You shouldn't. Certainly shouldn't expect more. I come over here every week expecting some some sort of slip up. I just have to be at least sober enough to catch it. Sure. So the only problem is when I slip up, who's going to catch me? Right. Nobody. No one. Nobody. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Arsenal, um, although they're struggling, they've shown um, some brilliance in the Europa League. And I think that kind of translates over to the Premier League this week. All right. And uh, yeah, I think they're going to beat Burnley. And moving on to the last game, oh my goodness, Brent, I'm just looking ahead. We have yeah games Tuesday. We have games Tuesday. I know that's so fun. Yeah. But yeah, the last game this weekend, um, Leicester versus Brighton. I'm gonna go for a draw on this one. Okay, is yeah. that because of Leicester's poor results last couple of games? Oh, it is. Look, Brighton have never won this fixture sure. in the Premier League. Sure. Never once out of the six games that they've played. Not one win for Brighton. However, I am going to go for a draw in this game. Okay. I'm going to go for a... I'm going to go with Leicester win. That's probably smart. Yeah, I think they bounced back from... I mean, I know they won last week. wasn't pretty. But I think they're going to do better than they did against Sheffield. But, uh, Brent, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you want to do the pickums for the Tuesday game since we'll be recording after? Well, we have to do it for integrity's sake for all of them because this comes out on Thursday. Right. I think we have to do it for all of them, but then when do we talk about them? Well, we could talk about them now since they're before we record. Sure. But that looks ahead, you know? Yeah. Or we just don't count them. We don't count them? Yeah. Okay. But they're pretty. The one game is a little spicy. On Tuesday? Or, yeah, oh. on Tuesday. What about Wednesday? Well, oh. Liverpool Tottenham. My goodness. We should just pick these. Do you want to just roll Let, through it? Let's roll through them. Okay, before we do, my player to watch this week, Danny Welbeck at Leicester. 
Oh yeah, let's do that. Brighton's first. been creating a lot of chances recently. Leicester's been conceding a lot. Danny Welbeck. Uh, my player to watch is Diogo Jota for Liverpool. I think he gets the start this week, and I think they uh, roll over what, four. And Jake, before we keep going with the pickums, I just want to roll through what else we got sure. this week. Fantasy this week before okay, next yeah, week because it let's, won't be it won't be get everything out of the way for this. We week. made a transfer in. We brought in McCarthy for Pickford for a point three mil gain. The team is essentially the same. Fabianski, Lamptey, Gabriel, Chilwell, and back. Fernandez, Son, Neto, and Grealish. Captain Harry Kane against Crystal Palace, Calvert-Lewin, Bamford. Okay. That's it. We're getting ready to make some transfers going forward. We're clearing some cap space. Uh, but but that's the team looking out for next week. I love it. Um, okay, I think... Should I do my bets now? I would do your bets for this week now. Sure. All right. So, very common for Jake's bets. It's a two-leg parlay. The first leg of that parlay is Chelsea to score in both halves against Everton. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know I picked a draw, I believe. So you're thinking like a 2-2? I think I'm kind of hedging my bets here. That's fair. So I think it's either going to be a draw or Chelsea are going to walk over them. And they're going to score in both halves. Sure. So, Chelsea to score in both halves, plus a Southampton win. Mm-hmm. Which gets you some good odds. I believe it's like plus 300 or something along those lines, which, uh, you know, it's a pretty penny if you bet a fiver. I do like a good penny, especially a pretty one. But yeah, uh, <laughs> my bets haven't necessarily been hitting and I was thinking <laughs> about... Sorry, let me just say... Yeah, they haven't. No, they, they really haven't. Have not. And I was thinking about going something a little simpler this week, but it just wouldn't be me. Keep it simple, stupid. No. Kiss it. So, I continued on with the theme of doing a little out-of-the-box, not entirely likely parlays, but one of these is going to hit, and I'm going to feel yeah. really good about it. So, Jake, this is probably going to be a little extended because we're usually about done right now. Sure. We're going to cover Match Week 13. We are. At the same time. And then next podcast will be Match Week 14. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that is that's a blast. That's absolutely exciting. I Look, this is, this is very much on the fly. Yeah. I wasn't expecting this. So next week will be our Match Week, what will be 13, right? No, 14. Next weekend is next. Yes. Is 14. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll be match week fourteen and our recap, which usually happens after every six sure. match weeks. But with the thirteen, we'll add a little bit of a, a flux in it. Yeah. So it's going to be a little interesting, but we're going to roll with it. Well, bear with us while we finish these last few picks. They're going to be on the fly after having our drinks. I know. That's what I was thinking. These might not be our best picks. They're going to be fine. But I make every pick on the fly. So as I take one more sip, Brent. Um, Let's go to Wolves versus Chelsea yeah. on Tuesday. That's at the Molyneux. Uh, that's at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, on Tuesday the 15th. That's wild. Um, Jake, I'm going to pick Chelsea in this game. Okay. They're my Premier League champions. I got to roll with them. I like that pick. And I'm going to do the same. Wow. That was a whirlwind. Yeah, you're like, oh, he's going to counter me. But I did think I, so, I, I yeah. I did not. Moving on to the second game that day uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern, Man City, West Brom, and that's at the Etihad. Nice. City. <laughs> City as well. Um, 
And I know we're probably not going to do actually like players to watch. And I'm not going to do bets for this week. I but Jake, if I, I were, mean, I could probably do it on the fly. I am going to pick Raheem Sterling. That's probably smart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but moving on, um, the oh my goodness, this never happens. Yeah. There's three games at once. Oh yeah, for I both times. That. Yeah. Yeah. So going through the early morning games, uh, that's at 1 p.m. Eastern. So I guess not very early for the East Coast folk. Um, but our, early if you're in Alaska. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which you will almost be. Uh, I will be in the air during those games. Cool. Um, Arsenal Southampton, and that's at the Emirates. Yeah, Jake, I'm going to pick a draw in this game. Okay. I like that pick. But I'm gonna say Southampton win okay. this one. I'm gonna I, speaking on that those terms though. My player to watch, Danny Ings. Okay. In that game. In a now draw. that he's back, I like but, that. Um, get that late penalty, maybe. I think maybe a goal and an assist. Sure. Oh my goodness. I, I think that's got two two written all over it. Well, you heard it here for, for yeah. first, folks. Uh, moving on in that 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Eastern slot, Leeds Newcastle. That's at Leeds and Brent. Who do you have? Leeds. I as a win. Yeah. Have a draw. Okay. I know I just talked up Leeds. You did. Last. You I did, did talk them up. That's kind of what swayed me. Sure, but I think uh, less time to prepare as we have these midweek midweek games coming up, and maybe Newcastle are a little more prepared for that, and I think they pull off the draw. Sure. And that last one p.m. Eastern time slot, Leicester Everton, and that's at the King Power. Brent. I'm going to pick a Leicester victory in this one. Mm-hmm. Even though when we looked ahead in the previous segment, you had a draw. Well, that was a best-case scenario for Everton, sure, right? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, in reality, I think Leicester will win this game. Okay. In reality, I think it's a draw. All right. Um, and I love picking draws. It's my you favorite You do. Thing. Draw mental. Draw mental. Coin it. Trademark it. Say it. Did not, <laughs> did not help me this weekend. Did not. No, no not at all. There's only one. I think it was Yeah, sometimes game. it happens. Whatever. Um, moving on to that second slot at 3 p.m. Eastern, we have Fulham Brighton that is in London. And what do you have in this one, Brent? A draw. Speaking of drawmentum. Wow. That yeah. was bold. I know. I have a Brighton victory. I think they're going to drop some points that they feel like they don't deserve to drop in the next week or two. And, or this past week and this upcoming week. And I think they're going to have a little chip on their shoulder and get All that right. victory. Moving on to West Ham Crystal Palace. That is in uh, London Stadium. What do you have there, Brent? I have a West Ham victory in this game, Jake. Really? Yeah. I have a draw. I think they're both good teams in decent form. I think they're going to both score at least one. So I, think I think it's a fair pick. 1-1 one, one or 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. Moving on to what I would call the game of the midweek. Uh, Liverpool versus Tottenham. A big game. Mm-hmm. And that is at Anfield. So. It is. I'm going to pick a draw in this game, Oof, Okay. Um, I was partial to picking a Liverpool win just because it's at Anfield. Sure. They're just not full strength, so it's hard for me to pick them when they're missing their defense. Right. And Brent, I've watched enough of these fixtures to know exactly what's going to happen in this game. Spurs lose. And it's going to be a 1-1 draw okay. <laughs> until the 80th minute. 
and then Liverpool gonna get a penalty and win. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. Or or a uh, Toby Allerworld own goal. Okay. I've seen that happen before, and it's sad. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I think Liverpool are gonna win two one, which is gonna make me cry. Sad. Yeah. Um, last two games of the midweek on Thursday at one p.m. Eastern, Aston Villa Burnley. Villa, Villa. I think get a result in this game. At home. At a home game for Villa. I also agree. I think it's going to be Aston Villa on top of Burnley. And then last but not least, your Red Devils at Sheffield. I think United can pull this one out. Especially now that all their hopes are killed by the Champions League. Possibly. This is, I mean, very speculatory, uh, which is maybe a word. Maybe the first game under new management. If Possibly go awry yeah. this week. Would be interesting. So I think they're gonna could be an interim manager. Sure, could be Michael Carrick. Yeah, um, I think United will win this one. Manchester United. Yes. Nice. But Brent, I know that was a little longer than usual because of the extra games we Way had to pick. Way longer. But do you think we could find some time for some giggles? I knew what you're gonna say. <laughs> I already had the smile on my face. I knew what was you're coming. You're ready for it. And I can say yes. Yes. Always time for... I have finished now my extra beer that mm. I drank and my whiskey. I'm feeling in a giggly mood. I'm feeling like, wait a minute, we gotta plug something, Jake. The MLS Cup playoffs this Saturday. Yeah. The final. Seattle Sounders. Columbus Crew. To those of you who didn't... I, I realize this is a Premier League sure. podcast. But we are Americans. We are Americans. To those of you who did not watch, Seattle Sounders had an incredible comeback against Minnesota United. Columbus Crew, in good form, playing in Columbus, because that's how the MLS works. Sure. Watch it. Laugh along with us. Watch with us. Giggle with us. Do whatever you can, you know? We might be tweeting about it. Maybe. Probably. I probably won't be. Follow us on PLNPJ. Oh, at PLNP. Wait. Just to be sure. Is that a Instagram account or a Twitter account? That is a Twitter account. Oh, okay. But Instagram maybe to come soon. Oh, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Possibly we get some video involved soon of, of our time. Maybe we post some clips of us laughing, having a good time. I would love to post some clips of you, especially because you're a handsome young oh, man. Oh, stop it. Maybe get some footage of you in a smile mask. I just want to post a video of you putting your hat on somebody. <laughs> that's, that's really what I'm I want. I'm putting my hat on it. Ooh. Ooh. That was For gorgeous. Next time, if only the viewers... Yeah. Well, the listeners could view it. Ooh. They're not viewers yet. Multi. How do you feel about the hand gestures that I'm making so far? I'm just sad that no one can see it. I know, me too. <laughs> but Brent, that is a, a slightly extended episode, and this is. Wait, am I hearing that? The wait, wait. Only. <laughs> the only Premier League podcast with a dress code. This just in that dress code, jammies. We'll see you next time. You were going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, 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 you.